Hey there, this is Nicole Crone. I'm a big lover of mindset, energy, especially the energetics of business, entrepreneurship, women changing their money stories, and elevating their wealth consciousness. I'm a small town girl who thought she wanted to be a teacher, did that for a few years, and realized I wanted and I could have so much more. I co-created My Line Purpose with my biz bestie Kayla, and together we have supported hundreds and hundreds of women to raise their money ceiling, earn more, exit their nine to fives, become confident queens, build businesses they love, and along the way, we've made incredible friendships within our community. In our 12-month Platinum Experience program, we teach the formula to build a six or multiple six-figure business that you actually enjoy working in. Since we've both been in the nine to five world, we know how scary the leap can be. And we're here to link arms with you and show you what's possible and how it's done. Whether it's money, marketing, hiring and firing, sales, community, and mindset, these are topics we'll cover. The entrepreneurial seasons are going to have their ups and downs and you don't have to go at it alone. Think of these episodes as a glance into what we do inside of these programs. I love to share our wins, celebrations, insights, ahas, what I would do's, and so much more. My goal with this podcast is to support those of you who are seeking something else in your career. Those of you who have gotten on the roller coaster I call entrepreneurship, and those of you who just love to hear what it's like to be inside of our world. I'm here to encourage you, inspire you, and to offer my truth and wisdom. This is going to come through with my East Coast accent mixed with my global business mind. Thanks for being here and don't be a stranger. Come say hi over on Instagram or in our email inbox and let us know what you needed to hear today or what you'd love to have on the show. Now let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on My Aligned Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Crone, and I couldn't be more excited today because I have my coach, our coach, Fabienne, on the call, and this is really exciting, and Fabienne, I'm going to pass it over to you here in a moment to share who you are, where you're calling in from, a bit about your story, but I also want to share that Uh, when I have guests on the podcast and I have some connection to them, you know, sometimes we talk to people that I've never met before. I always love to share my perspective of how this came to be. And I think it's so funny how I am such a yes or no person in human design. I'm a sacral responder. And so it's just a mm, mm -mm, right away before I can even speak. And I remember back in the spring of 2021, our business had just crossed one year. So we actually, our three-year birthday is coming up in like two weeks. And so we were just about to turn one. And Kayla said to me, uh, this woman who I've been following for like a decade wrote a book. We should read it together and book club it. And I said, okay, sure. Fine by me. And, you know, we read lots of books together and we're so new in business. We're baby, baby business owners. And I had not yet heard of you. And so we get these books. I get the beautiful leverage yellow book. I've got my copy right there. Get the copy. Yes. (laughs) And it arrives at my door. And I remember I was, we were living in another home at the time, my partner and I, I can, I I have an Instagram photo of reading your book. I have a little cocktail. It's warm outside. I'm like diving into this new book and start to read it. And I'm frantically messaging Kayla, like, this is everything we need right now, everything. And she said, she has a program. Should we look into it? And it, it, it was a sacral response. It was like, yes, absolutely. Fine, tell me more. So without even like knowing who you were, it was reading the book, having that response. We had our initial call. And in June of 2021, we started Leverage. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary. 
And I remember just right away, what connected me to you is your vision, obviously very visionary and your true belief in mindset. Like you really are a mindful business owner. So I just want to share that. That's my perspective of how we all came together. And now I would love for everybody to meet Fabian, who I love and adore and get to learn so much from. Fabian, why don't you tell us where are you calling in from and what are you grateful for today? Oh, well, I'm grateful for you today. Just you. I just want to, before I answer your question, I just, I'm so proud for both of you. Mm, you, you've, you've shown up, you followed the recipe and what you have been able to create has been extraordinary. And Mm, I just think you're, you're both amazing individuals. So just thanks so much for having me. I am calling in from Paris, France. I, I'm because I got my business to a point that it can run very successfully without me being in the day-to-day operations, we decided seven years ago, my husband and I, that we wanted to live in France for one year with our three children. Mm. And that turned into seven years. And now we spend our time between Paris and we just bought a home in Provence one year ago. So that's where I'm calling in front. And I, I mean, I guess I'll just put a label just to put a label, you could call me a business coach, but I've created a, a methodology that helps women make their own money and lots of it. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I believe in, in self-employment and entrepreneurship, and we help women get to multiple six figures and eventually seven figures. So you, you know, let's see. I'll, and you're, and you're so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, is so it not going to say, yeah, like, yeah, I own it because I've been doing this for 22 years and I've helped tens of thousands of women. And that is not an exaggeration. No. And you know what I think would be really important for everybody to hear. So yeah, you've, you've been around the block. You've been, it's yeah. not your first rodeo. 22 no. years is a good amount of time in this, right? And oftentimes, you know, we work with so many brand new business owners and we're trying to remind them and it's like, your business is like an infant. Ours right now is only a toddler. Like you have a full grown adult business. It's running on its own. It can do its own things. But when it's a baby business, there's so much love and attention and many hats you have to put into it. And I'd love to hear your perspective of I guess this is like a two-part question. If we rewind back to say Fabian in high school, did Fabian in high school know for certain that she wanted to have a multiple seven-figure online business supporting women to have businesses? Or or did you kind of think maybe you were going to go do something else that was like a typical employee role? That's part one of the question. And And then part two of the question is, how did you get from who you were in high school before you entered career to where you are now? Much longer question. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So Fabienne in high school was not a good student. Mm. In what sense? I didn't get good grades. It wasn't my thing. I'm like, why on earth should I be studying chemistry and biology where I just, I'm never going to be the kind of person who will have that kind of job. I, what I knew is I didn't fit into the mold. I didn't even think about the fact that my father was an entrepreneur mm. and my mother had started her own business. I didn't even think about any of that. It, did, it wasn't part of my consciousness. 
I went to college and I never finished college. Mm. I failed some classes. I'm just being like full on. Yeah. And I never, I, I started in, I started as a secretary back then. That was, you know, like a long time ago, 30 years ago, I was a secretary and a receptionist. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about it that way. And I cl climbed my way up to, to working in several advertising agencies, mm -hmm. but you know, making 20 K a year, working until 11 o'clock at night. And you know what I realized, Nicole, is I even knew back then when I was 22, 23, that I am unemployable. Mm. Yes. I, cheers I, to that. Yeah. And <laughs> truly, and cheers. Even, yeah, seriously. And I even told one of my kids, I have three teenagers. I told him the other day, I'm like, you already have your own, he's gone through my program, the growth track. Oh my um, gosh, amazing. Yeah. And so he's already making his own money for, for a 17 year old. And he's stressing out right now around his, his big exam, you know, in his last year of high school and, and putting so much pressure on himself. I'm like, you're going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You don't have to, you're not going to be an engineer. So don't worry about it. He already has his own business. All that to say, even when I was starting my own business at the age of 29, I had no idea that I would ever make a hundred thousand a year. I thought if I could just make 65,000 a year in my own business, which is what I was making at my last job selling mm -hmm. advertising space for food and wine magazine, but being like, but it was a soul sucking existence. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I knew I had to get out. I just didn't know how. I never thought that I would be right now. I've been at multiple seven figures a year, a year for 15 years with 14 weeks of unplugged vacations a year. And I share that only because that vision was not mine back then. My vision was very small. I want freedom and I want to do work that I love and I got to get the hell out of Dodge because <laughs> I cannot. I cannot, I, I, I would, I would, I would just, it would be a slow death mm. and no offense to anybody who, who loves being in corporate. It's just not me. Yeah. And so I, 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 I learned nu nutrition. I opened up a private practice out of my teeny tiny Manhattan apartment where I had a Murphy bed, you know, and I put the bed up on, you know, I don't know how you describe that. And I would have clients. And it was really tough. I couldn't, I couldn't even make 1500 a month. Mm. And I had a dark night of the soul where I called my father and in the middle of the night at 3am and I said, I can't do this. Mm. I just, I don't know how to do this. And he said, do you want to go back to corporate? I said, no, <laughs> he's like, well, Fabian, you're going to have to figure out how to get clients. Mm. And, and that and contrast, you know, I know that you know, and like the work of Abraham Hicks as well. Abraham Hicks always says contrast creates clarity. Yeah. yeah. You knew what you didn't want. There was no way in hell you were going back there. Sometimes when, when we help entrepreneurs come up with their own vision, I'm like, well, if they say, I don't know what I want, then write down what you don't want and flip it. Yeah. because that will give you your big vision. And, and I left corporate, I opened up, you know, my nutrition practice and knowing that I didn't have enough clients got me using your words, got me to figure out 
a client attraction system for myself. Mm. And it was all hands on deck. I did everything myself. And eventually I, I, I figured things out. I, I learned that everything that I learned back then, it was a lot people who were teaching marketing were men mm-hmm. and, and men who were teaching from books, not even their own. And I, I was thinking, I, I, I can't use this. I can't do bro marketing, bro selling, bro networking, bro, all of that. It's just not me. And I had to come up with a client of traction system that would work for me, that made me feel good doing marketing and sales. Mm. and feel good on the receiving end. And once I figured out that 10 step process, which we still teach within Bold Heart, I, I filled my practice to full capacity within eight months. But then I was, I, I lost, I just didn't want to do nutrition anymore. And people started, it's like the universe changed, like created a, an out for me. Mm. And my clients said, how did you fill your practice? in eight months, not all of them, just like two. Yeah. And I want to learn from you. So long story long, I became a a business coach. I filled that practice in in less than a year. And I then leveraged my business model to a hundred thousand a year. And then a hundred thousand a year, I was at six figures, but I was overwhelmed. And I needed to leverage and scale my business. Never did I thought that that I think I would get it to a million, let alone multiple million. And repeatedly. Repeatedly every year. If I, I don't even know how many we've generated. Again, I don't say this to brag. That is not my interest. That's not the energy I like to put in the world. I just want to share with you that you don't know how big you are actually here to play. If you knew how big you can, you can play, it would probably scare you and and you'd go back under the covers. But the, the whole idea of understanding that you can have it all, Mm -hmm. whatever all means to you is, is a big mindset shift that, that has gotten me here and that's helped me help people like you. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, and like you said, that's exactly, we were hooked with that subtitle on your book for the entrepreneurial woman who's at six figures, exhausted, overwhelmed, and wants to go to seven figures with her life back. I'm like, hello, (laughs) is she in our brain? That's exactly it. Now, a lot of people say they, they cry when they read the introduction. The, The book is called the leveraged business. A lot of women say they, they, they well up in tears and they say, how do you know me so well that you've written an entire book and you've pegged me? Mm. Now, I think this is so important because, you know, people talk about like niche or niche, whatever we want to say here, hear it all different ways. The riches are in the niches. And then some people are saying, well, don't niche down. This is the thing because you went so niche I could hear myself. Whereas if it was have a leveraged business, I wouldn't have heard myself. It would be too broad. You're trying to speak to everybody. You're speaking to nobody. So can you talk about that experience for you of getting really clear on who you want to work with and challenges that come with that? 
because we, you know, we talk to a lot of women that are like, but I want to help everybody. I want to write a book for everybody. I want to speak to everybody. And we're like, yeah, of course you do. But can we start with narrowing it a little bit to support your focus? And so can you share a little bit about your experience of how choosing a particular avenue woman avatar has supported your business to actually grow? It's it's funny you should ask this, Nicole, because it's been kind of an accordion my whole career where I started niched and then people like in my networking group would say, oh, can you help me? And I'm like, well, you're not a self-employed woman, but yeah, sure, I'll help you. And then, and then they would get results, but not as much as my core. So, but, but I thought, oh, I'll just expand my target audience, which meant that I had to dilute my message. I had to go to more places to network and speak, and it was counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would then scale back and get more niched and then open it up again a few years later and back. And 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 actually this happened to me just even with the, the publication of the leveraged business book. It was a conscious decision to just focus on the leverage message, even though I helped women get to six figures. In my heart, I knew that there were, yes, I'd created the client attraction system, but there are wonderful other coaches and programs that will help you do that, Mm. get get to 10K a month, even if I'm in the game too. But nobody, nobody helps overwhelmed women at six figures get to seven figures with their freedom back like we do. Mm. And it was this decision. And for years, I was, I was really there was a tug of war inside my heart because in the saturday email i'm like what do i talk about because the problems of somebody who's just starting out her business or the problems of the person who's making 50k a year is way different than the problems of somebody who's making 250k a year so even though i knew this because i was teaching it i was still caught up in oh no i must help all of these women in business all that to say that the minute the leveraged business book came out, I changed my messaging on bold heart and you know, on everything. And I just started talking to women at six figures. And it's like the the, the skies open, the seas parted. And it, it's such a comfortable place now because I just know who I am. Mm-hmm. I only have one message to talk about, one thing to write about, even if I write eight books. It's just one thing. And I cannot tell you how effective it is. It's it's like people, it's kind of what you're describing. People who who like Kayla, who'd been like listening for 10 years, all of a sudden the message was clear. Yeah. You 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 got the message. It was a full body yes, and you were there. And this is what's happened to my business just in the last few years of committing to that niche. I'm s i am I can not wait for people to hear this because. I just think it's so powerful and so helpful knowing that you can choose one, you know, one message, one avenue to go in. And it doesn't mean that you won't attract other people. You know, like I think about when I wrote my book years ago, it was about how I brought mindfulness into the classroom. And I remember I wanted to talk to everybody and they said, no, you can't talk to everybody like because I was getting caught up in the writing process. And they said, narrow it down a bit. And I said, okay, teachers. And they said, that's still too narrow. And I said, okay, female teachers. And they said, can you go a little bit more narrower? And I said, okay, 
say the brand new woman teacher who's getting into her classroom for the first time with her own rules, negating everything else she's heard in her BEAD program. They were like that. And soon as I, I chose... I have her. chills just yes. Yeah. I was like, duh, duh, duh. I couldn't. Well, I wasn't writing. I was typing. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I couldn't stop the typing because I knew who I was talking to. Now, who ended up buying my book? Parents, coaches, teachers. Yes, it the message ended up being for many more people, but what supported me in the creation was knowing exactly who I could talk to. And that's what you're saying here with this book, right? Like, yes, you've been around for a long time and you've helped and supported so many people. And when you focused in on the leveraged business book, growth still exists, still does. but how many people were like me, they heard themselves in that message because you committed to it. Our, our program went up dramatically. Yeah. Because of the change in message. And here's what I want. I, and I share this all the time. I actually just shared this an hour ago to help you as you're, if you're listening to this, just know that it's scary to niche mm -hmm. down. So here's the process that I share with people who are even at like half a million a year. Take, take your, I mean, I don't know if you have file cabinets with client folders. I don't anymore, but I remember <laughs> when I did, I want you to take this imaginary file cabinet, open it up, take all the manila folders, spread them out on the floor and grade each client that you've ever had on a scale of one to 10 mm. based on how ideal they were as a, as a client, the profit, if they got great results, if they referred, if you, if you felt fulfilled. Nine and tens go in one pile, you know, seven to eights go into a pile. It's like A's, B's, four, five, six are C's and under four is D. And just look at all the ones that are nines and tens, even eight, nines and tens, and ask yourself, what are the common denominators? Mm. And what, and this is not, so this is the part that's about thinking, but then I want you to stop thinking because the thinking part is the thing that gets in the way because it's responding to the fear, the fear of niching down too much that you'll have fewer clients. And I want you to drop into your heart and feel for what your intuition is telling you, what your heart is telling you is the person that you would love to be a hero to. Mm. I, 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 could, I could be a hero to, and I have been in the past to all sorts of entrepreneurs and who I really want to be a hero to is the woman at six figures who wants to have 14 weeks of vacation a year, wants to scale her business and make her own money. So she has a voice and a choice in her life and, and to make such an impact in the world. And, and I, I, I love her. Mm -hmm. Like I love her, even if I haven't met her, I'm not going to cry, <laughs> but you I her know because her. you know her because you I were know her. her. I was her mm. and I know I can help her with my eyes closed. And that's not coming from an arrogant place. I just know every, I, I can see around the corner for her. I have had every night of the, the dark night of the soul that she's had, I've had multiple times. So it's almost like, it's not work. It's, it's heart work. It's like heart chakra work, yeah. even though we're talking about scaling a business. Absolutely. I love that you just said heart chakra work because 
our year long program. And the way we describe it is systems and soul. And we have Kayla who is obviously she has soul too, but she's so systematized and organized. And I base all of our work. I connect it all to the chakra system. So, you know, how do we use our voice and how does that work in our messaging and our heart and our confidence, all of it, like it, it all fits. And I know that you're also very tapped in spiritually and with the woo. And I love that about you. Perhaps we'll go there in a moment. What I would love to hear from you, because you said, you know, it, it is scary. Yeah. And what I think could benefit everybody listening, no matter where they're at on their journey right now is what do you do on really hard days or in really hard seasons, whether it's Whatever the experience is, I mean, we all go through so many different things in our business or our life that impacts our business. Like what are some tools or processes or mindset shifts or practices that you turn to when you're like, this is so incredibly challenging, but I'm going to get through it. Okay. I will answer how I answer everything in my life, whether in business or my personal, I look at the masculine way. And I look at the feminine way. I don't mean man and woman. I mean the energy. Mm -hmm. So the masculine energy is an energy of doing. And so the things I will do is I will go look at my testimonials. I know how cheesy that sounds. I, I, I have had still some days where I'm like, you know, is this worth it? This happens to everyone. Like yes. the people that you see that 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 mm-hmm. are at eight figures and nine figures, they're having those conversations with mm-hmm. themselves because I'm in their mastermind. So I know. <laughs> so I'll go look at, at, at testimonials. I'll I'll go read and strategize and, and talk to a mentor and and help them. You know, uh, just uh, help me see this clearly. But I will tell you a story about when I go into my feminine and I go into my feminine a lot to tap in with my intuition and my divine guidance around my business. One of my early days is when I was in that first year of business and I was floating my whole life and my whole business on credit cards. Mm. And I was not making enough money. My, the few clients that I had were getting great results. I just didn't have enough of them. Right. And I remember walking to the health food store just, just what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Maybe I should go back to corporate, but my dad told me, I, you know, and, and I was walking in Manhattan through the park and there's a, a song that came on the radio on my little, you know, device. And it was Aaliyah. And it was, if at first you don't succeed. Oh yeah yourself off and try again you can dust it off and try again i was like wow i think i needed to hear that but the next song i didn't like so back then you just changed the radio station and on your little device and and all of a sudden the song on that next radio station was if at first you don't no dust yourself off and try again I cannot tell this story without getting super emotional mm-hmm. and I'm almost at, I'm almost at the health food store and I changed the station and it was the same song. Oh my gosh. Three in a row and I dropped my bags and I just bawled in the middle of the park and I decided I'm going to believe in the signs. Mm. 
And I saw this as a sign from the divine or my angels or my higher self or whatever that for me, it was the universe saying, we got your back. Do not give up, tap into your faith, do whatever it takes. You are supposed to do this. You will get good at this. Just don't give up. Mm. And that's a long way. And I've never forgotten that. And I still get emotional talking about it. And that's a long way to say, do the practical, like, like get your confidence back up. Look for the reasons why this can work on a practical level and then bathe in if you're a spiritual person and you and bathe in things that bring you faith. So for me, it's Abraham Hicks. For me, it was affirmations on YouTube, the, the, the books, God works through faith. I mean, I have, you know, the book, the most, Neville Goddard, uh, Neville Goddard, Florence Scovel Shin, really just like, just voraciously read, watch, listen to the things that remind you of whatever faith looks like for you. And it looks differently for everybody. Yeah. And that's how I get out of my dark nights of the soul. It's the pray and move your feet. Yes. The feminine and the masculine. And it works every time. Every time the mic drop every single time. You know, I often will say to anybody who will listen, you have to believe in something bigger than you. Like whether it is God, universe, source, mother, nature, a guide, an angel, a past loved one, something, your higher self, you have to believe that you're not just here on your own on this spinning planet and it's all just going to like stop one day. Would you agree? Do you believe that it would be so beneficial for everybody to have something bigger than themselves to believe in? Absolutely. And without question. The, the road to entrepreneurship is a full contact sport. <laughs> the reason that only a quarter of us or even smaller ever stay self-employed is because it's not for the faint of heart. Mm. You, you, there are so many upsides. Freedom, you make your own money, you control how much you make, how much time off you make. It's really like all that. And it comes with so much risk mm. and most people can't handle the risk. And so if you know deep in your heart that you are unemployable, understand that it's going to be difficult. And that one of the biggest things, that, well, there's two things, two things, three, three pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. One, understand that this is a spiritual practice. Being self-employed is a spiritual practice because Absolutely. it will never be perfect all the time. Mm. Okay. So whatever building your spiritual practice looks like, whether it's meditation or doing a, uh, any of the things we just talked about, that's massively important. Number two, get coached. Mm. Yes. Join a program like your program, learn from people who, who are, have, done it and who generously tell you how they did it, where you can show up and follow their methodology like a recipe. Yes. And number three, if at all possible, make sure there's a community of other like-minded people. 
So you have a community, I have a community, and here's why this is more important than you realize. And I'll give you something to go look at on YouTube about this in just a moment. Especially women, because women have been bred to, to doubt themselves. We mm. can do a whole podcast on that, okay? Another time. patriarchy. <laughs> exactly, right? So we've been bred to, to doubt ourselves. But there is also something that's called the law of diminishing intent. Mm. And the law of diminishing intent has been studied. And it says that from the moment that you have gotten the idea, the divine download, you read the book and were like, oh my God, I've got to do this. From the moment that you do that, you've got really two days to act on it or the likelihood is you never really will. It's diminishing. It's diminishing, right? (laughs) You might still, but the the white hot desire, the interest and all that is, is diminishing. And here's what I've learned in 22 years of creating community is that in isolation, women especially, but all people, in isolation, women go into self-doubt. And the only thing that I have seen to work massively is when you are in a community of other people who see your heart, who champion you, Mm. and who on your dark days remind you of your greatness. They remind you of your vision and they keep you plugged into your dream. So you can have your pity party, you can, you know, you can cry, you can say, this, I'm not sure this is worth it. And they will let you do that. And then they will put the mirror towards your face and they will say, you've got what it takes. Yes. Remember your why. Remember your why. And they will get you back on the horse. And in isolation, you'll talk yourself out of your big idea. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody does, which is why any program that you join, any mentorship that you get, I would highly, highly, highly This comes from me who's been around for a long time, recommend that you have a very supportive community. So the mentors, great. The the methodology, fantastic. The community, crucial. Mm, Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and to weave into all of that, I think the entrepreneurial lens versus like, you know, passion project or hobbies, hanging out with a community that has hobbies is dialing in your money mindset, especially as women in the patriarchal world, being okay with charging X amount, receiving X amount, pricing your work at what it's worth and having a constant money mindset upgrade. Absolutely. Because otherwise you have a passion project. Right. And so here's here's the thing that's important about the community is because when you are taking advice from your accidental community of neighbors and friends and not people who are not self-employed, they're going to try to talk you out of it on the bad days. Yeah. But they don't understand that you can't actually go work for somebody else. So you need to be surrounded by people who also get that there is no other option. Mm. And 
they if you get into an intentional community of other business owners who are working on their money mindset they're working on their belief systems they're working on their fears even more than they're working on their marketing and sales this is priceless i hired a documentary filmmaking team right before covid to come and film a full week of of my my client meetings with the permission of course from the members mm-hmm. and to create a mini documentary about why bold heart works and they gave me this thing after a few weeks and i said i can't use this it's not there's nothing about strategy in there it was beautiful mm. and they said fabian your x factor is the community absolutely and if you and this is where i learned that people come for the strategy and they stay for years and years and years because when you are surrounded by other people who have the same dreams, the same goals, the same mindset, the same conviction, the same heart that you do, you will succeed so much better than you're in your accidental community. Mm. If you want to see this nine minute documentary, it will probably bring a tear to your eye. If this resonates with you, you can go to YouTube and you can search bold heart business documentary. And I, I believe we'll we'll put the link in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And it, it does capture that. And, you know, you're right. I, I remember when we first signed up, I was like, oh, we're not getting any one-to-one. Like I, I I was confused and, you know, I'm new to entrepreneurship and I had only ever had one-to-one coaching and I've had a year previous completed my own coaching and we did lots of one-to-one. I was like, no one-to-one, I don't know. And, and that's never, it's never been an issue. It's, it's always been like, oh, I love the community. I love the space that you hold and it's given us the permission. You've watched our journey of being so afraid to move from one-to-one to community-based learning and, and masterminding. And I'm so happy that we did. And, you know, actually this makes me think of one last thing I would love to pick your brain on before we go into like, what are you up to now? And how can people find you? And all of that is I recently was very vulnerable with our community. And I said, you know, what I'm working through personally right now, and it, it feels like I'm doing a lot of work around it. I'm tapping, I'm breathing, I'm doing all the things to try and release this. But recently I've been really feeling responsible for our clients' lack of results, not their results. When somebody writes a book or starts a podcast, I'm like, whoa, great work. Look what you did. When somebody says, I launched and I didn't get any clients, I'm like, oh gosh. And I'm like losing sleep over it. And I'm really holding on to it. And I even am reminding myself like, I would never message Fabienne and say like, this thing didn't work for me and it's your fault. Like, I know that you're not responsible for my results. So why am I holding on to it for somebody else? So anyways, that's what I'm working on. I would love to hear your perspective of how do you not hold the responsibility of all of our results? Mm -hmm. Several ways. The first one is I got, and I was, I was in that place years ago where I, I was, you know, saying this is normal. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay until, cool. <laughs> until you change your mindset. And the thing, there's several things that changed my mindset and I want to share them all with you. One, I, one of my mentors said, you are responsible to them, mm. but not for them. Okay. So you're responsible to provide all the tools, the resources, the, the context, the content and the context to make sure that your clients get results, but you're not responsible for their results in the same way 
that I remember Oprah was joking and she's like, can somebody run on the treadmill for me? No. <laughs> right. So if you're eating, when I was that nutritionist, if you're eating, if I'm telling you to eat brown rice and kale and, and you're eating buckets of fried chicken and, and ice cream, that's, that's, uh, as my kids would say, that's a you problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So just the mindset shift is be responsible to them, not for them. The second thing is part of that comes with responsibility, which is always improving. Mm. There is never a point in my 22 years where the program has been exactly the same every year. My team and I spent a crazy amount of time and love and intention and attention on how can we make it so this environment makes it so that our members implement so much more than they have either implemented elsewhere or would ever implement on their own. So mm -hmm. it's about always improving. And then I came upon this article online by Brian Tracy that changed my life. Mm -hmm. And the article, and I hope you go Google it, it's called Taking Personal Responsibility. And when I read that four-page article, so type into Google, Taking Personal Responsibility by Brian Tracy, when you find it, give it to each of your clients and mm -hmm. say, I can't run on the treadmill for you and I can't implement for you. I will, I have done everything. I will continue to do everything to help you get the results because I actually care. But in the end, it's on you to meet me halfway. Mm. Show up, follow the recipe, engage in the community, be in this program like you mean it. Yes. I will provide everything and you got to show up. And once I, I put those three together, Nicole, everything changed. Mm. Okay. I love that. And I'm going to make sure that after I listen to this and, and take, you know, hand it over to our incredible support system and she'll get all the links and everything. And I'm, I'm going to go back and take these notes down, look through it, do that. I remember when I first got into the personal development world, my younger sister was working for Lululemon. This was like a little over a decade ago. And I remember they all had this inside joke of we're just going to be Tiet. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, it means Brian Tracy yet. It's just a, he's a man, he writes books, he's motivational. She's like, so whenever we're thinking about how to do something better, we just be Tia. Uh, it makes me think of that when you say that. <laughs> okay. So Fabian, this has been, I think so impactful and helpful. And I know it's going to support so many of our listeners and I would love to hear like, what's up for you now? What's next on the horizon and the journey personally, professionally, whatever you feel called to share and how can we engage and how can our listeners engage and get connected with you and work with you and all of the things. Thank you for asking. I I've gotten to this place in my career where everything is so leveraged that I really only work a couple hours a day. Like for example, today I'm with you for, yeah. for one of those two hours, although it doesn't feel like work. And I've, I'm just to share super vulnerably. I am being told by the divine that there is something else coming mm. and while Bold Heart, the name of my company is Bold Heart, Bold Heart and the Leverage Program are, will continue to run and I will continue to be part of it. I am being prepared to take the message of self-worth to women and mm -hmm. dignity and the feminine to a much, like to a really big level. Do I know how to do that yet? 
I'm not supposed to know I'm being prepared. So that is super vulnerable, but I have a feeling that this isn't my last rodeo. Yeah. And that we could watch this space because something big is brewing. So that's mm -hmm. my vulnerable share. You can you can find me on Instagram at Fabienne Fred and you'll see my journey of helping women create a delicious life. But if you want to just find me around business, you can go to boldheart.com. You'll see there's lots of resources there, including the Leveraged Business Book. I would really recommend, especially because we were talking about what do you do in those dark nights of the soul when you feel like giving up? I would recommend going seeing to to watch the member success stories on boldheart.com because every woman who's describing that they're at multiple six or seven figures and they're taking this six to eight weeks of vacation, they never thought they would be there. Oh gosh, no. No. And so this is, if, if you go watch these types of videos or go look for Boldheart on YouTube or Fabienne Fredrickson on YouTube, allow it to stretch your, your vision of yourself. Mm. Allow it to stretch the potentiality of, like, instead of thinking, oh, that's for them. Mm. As you're watching, ask yourself, could that be for me too one day? Because that changes your mindset. It creates new neural pathways in the brain. It opens up, it, it changes things from I can't to could I? Mm -hmm. And that is a definitive mindset shift. And go go watch the go watch the Bold Heart Business documentary on YouTube. I think you'll really like it. So that's how you find me. And thank mm -hmm. you for asking. Yeah, all great resources. And you know, you help so many different women in so many different businesses. You know, what I think is really cool about the leverage community is it's, it's not just online business and it's not just service-based business. It is every kind of business under the sun is there. So people can really see themselves and like, Oh, I never thought that there'd be a community for me if I'm into whatever it might be, you know? And, and again, the big vision, I remember talking about, we were in like one of the activators and going into a breakout room. And I remember I was in a breakout room with somebody who I believe she was overseas. We're here in Canada and she was doing some sort of like fundraising for nonprofits. And I remember she said, right now they do about 8 million a year and that she wanted to get it to 40 million. And I remember hopping off that call thinking, I'm talking to women who are visioning $40 million of revenue in their business a year, like no time to play small here. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Like let's get it together. We've got women. Kayla and I went to go meet these two women in person the other day. And they told us like, yeah, we have this vision that in three years, we're going to buy this Island over here and do this. And I was like, I, we left. And I said to Kayla, I was like, that's what I love. Like women who are like, we're going to buy an Island, not like, I'm afraid to ask for the sale. Like, and I get that when you're in that position of I'm afraid to ask for the sale, we've, I'm sure we've all been there and allow yourself to dream a little bit bigger. We've got women over here working towards 40 million and buying islands and doing all this great stuff. You can ask for the sale on the thing you're passionate about. Yeah, you are, you, you, you have what it takes. It's just, you've, you've picked up along the way beliefs that the divine didn't give you. 
Mm. And so whenever you're questioning, should I ask for the sale? Literally pick up your phone, put it to your ear, dial the divine and say, <laughs> should I, should I just not ask for the sale? Should I not raise my rates? Should I not play a bigger game and ask yourself what the divine would say back to you? Mm, so good. So good. Well, thank you for being here today, Fabienne. And thank you everybody for listening. And we'll make sure that all of those links are in there. The testimonial videos, the YouTube video, the leverage book, boldheart.com, your Instagram, all that great stuff. And I just, it feels really cool to have you here to to be able to share this conversation with you. And, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever heard the Aaliyah story of hearing the song three times over. So, you know, it's like, I feel like I've spent two years with you and it's just so, it's so cool to hear these other sides of you and facets of you. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Thank you. And I really appreciate you too. Thank you so much for having me and thank you all for listening today. I feel very privileged. Thank you. Thank you.